0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Small Town Tourist, the podcast. I'm your host, Abby Minky Graves. The Small Town Tourist started for me back in 2019 initially. It was just an Instagram page for me to dump all the pictures of the stuff I was doing around central Minnesota. From there, it grew into a blog and now it is a podcast. And I'm super excited about this. I think it's a long time coming. So I'm really excited that you're here along for this journey. Our first guest on The Small Town Tourist podcast is Aaron Simmons. He is a country singer, originally from the outskirts of Rochester, Minnesota. Now he's down in Nashville chasing his dream. I discovered Aaron when I was scrolling through TikTok. I just so happened to send him a comment asking him to come in if it ever worked for his schedule. He just so happened to be in town at that exact same time. So I was lucky enough to catch up with him, and I hope you enjoy getting to know Aaron as much as I did. Come along with us as we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great, and we celebrate the people from them. Please enjoy Aaron Simmons.
1: Then we all agree. This little town has got its ups and it's got its downs, but growing up somewhere else around wouldn't beat this place. Yeah, that's my hometown. So you're doing your first podcast episode. I'm trying to vlog for YouTube for the first time today.
0: It's a bunch of firsts. Uh-huh. I love this. And
1: I, and I said, I, I was like, I just did an entry in the car. I was like. I was like I'm just I'm new to the YouTube thing trying to just show you what my day is like. Except I never do two radio stations in the same day. So this is so this is a great way to start.
0: This is awesome. I love it. We're in this together. That's right. Content creators, stand strong.
1: Mm-hmm. Teamwork.
0: Okay. Well, let's do this. Hey, it's Abby, and I have a very special guest in the studio today. I am joined by Aaron Simmons. Abby, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you?
1: It's been a great 24, 48 hours. It's been a lot of fun.
0: You're kind of going through some stuff right now in like the best way possible. In the best way
1: (laughs) going through some stuff. Absolutely.
0: So a little bit of backstory about why Aaron is with me today. So I was scrolling through TikTok yesterday. It was a Monday, just sitting at home, flipping through TikTok for hours on end, as I always do. And it came across you in your car listening to your song being heard on the radio. And what really caught me was that your song is called Nobody's Home in Wadena. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Long Prairie, which is a short 45 minute drive from Wadena, and I'm like, who is this guy? I gotta talk to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it, it's. There's not a lot of songs out there about Wadena. No, and um, so when something pops up like that, I've I've been getting so many messages about it. it only came out on July 1st. And uh, I've been getting a lot of messages about it. It's just been so cool.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So let's uh, dive in here to the song itself because that's what I really want to get into. Because when after I went from your TikTok, sent you a message saying, hey, if you're ever in the area, please come in. You just happen to be in the area. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I went and listened to the song and literally started bawling my eyes out. <laughs> it just hits so close to home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know... The song, for those of you that don't know, is about my grandpa who passed away in the summer of 2020, and then my step grandma Martha, who's been in my life since 1999, moved back to Pennsylvania with uh, her sons at the age of 88. She's actually 90 now. She's still she's still kicking. And uh, we went out. My dad and I and my uncle Don went out for her surprise 90th birthday. We, but we were scared we were gonna. She was gonna have a heart attack. But it was <laughs> it was everything's good. Um. But I went from having two grandparents in that house in Wadena where my dad grew up. To zero in about ten days, um, and that's kind of the heart of the story and, and the heart of um, where nobody's home in Wadena came from. And I really wanted to write about it, and it just—I I had a couple ideas here and there, and it, I didn't end up writing it until about eight months later, just because I had to fully digest everything that was that was going on. And it's just been—it's been such a cool experience um, sharing something so personal.
0: It's a lot for a person to go through, so taking the time to really. Process those emotions and then turn that into a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It's important they took that time.
1: Yeah. I, I think if I would have put something out um, within like the first two weeks, month, it would have been, it would have been rough. It would have been rough to go watch, uh, to, to listen back to it, just because, you know, you get a clearer picture when, when you get removed a little bit and you can still feel the hurt, you can still feel the pain. But when you can see the bigger picture, it's, it's, um, it makes for better art. It makes for a better story. Um, and it's it, like you said, it, it was the right call to, to wait, wait on that.
0: Yeah. And then I just watched the music video today as well. Our friendship is literally 24 hours old mm-hmm, at this yep. point. <laughs> so I just watched a video and that was actually saw, shot at your grandparents house, right?
1: Yeah. From con- from the song's concept, um, conceptualiz- conceptualization to the music video being filmed was a total of like five weeks. And that all happened in between when the house initially sold and the house closed. So I, when the house initially sold, I didn't even have the idea. And like I said, I knew I wanted to write about it. And I don't know if it was Divine Intervention or what it was. But I was driving back from, I used to live in Moorhead in Fargo um, for six years. And I was driving back to my hometown. And I always bring my guitar with me. And I was 10 miles out of town. And I got the idea for Nobody's Home in Wadena. So I quick wrote it down. And then I had to wait three or four days to try to hash it out. And uh, I wrote the song. I had a buddy of mine, Zach Thomas, help me finish it. And, yeah, we sent it to my producer and he said that this sounds good. Um, so I enlisted the help of a guy I went to high school with, Neil Abbott. He shot the video for me on about 10 days notice. And then we put this video together and I actually sat on the video on the content for, you know, 13, 14 months just because I not only did I want to be ready to write the song, I wanted to be ready to release the song because the song was my own. Um, it was it was personal and it was it was my own thing for you know 15 months before i started really putting it out there and and i also got to got a chance to i have a videography background as well i'm a big content person so i actually edited the video too which really i i love having a hand in that piece of it as well it just makes it feel a little bit more like mine and i've edited all but one of my music videos and the only one i didn't edit is because i had 40 shows last summer and i wanted to put a put a music video out so the guy who shot it actually edited as well and it came out great but I really like having a hand in it which I did with Wadena
0: I feel that like (laughs) when you know how to do something and do it well it's hard to relinquish that creative freedom (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: yeah absolutely and then you know when you're putting something together when you've got all the pictures hanging that we did in the living room you know the little intricacies oh that's my aunt Karen who passed away in 2013 and this is my grandma who hasn't been around since 97. And little things like that that the family can recognize when they go back and watch it. Maybe not the general public, but, you know, it's it's kind of a love letter and it's kind of a relic for our family now because the house is no longer in the family. So it's it's just been really, really great.
0: It's so special that you guys have that to look back on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do you think like, oh, remember, what, what color was that kitchen? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: so. absolutely. And it's it's kind of funny. Uh, in Stuartville where I grew up, we just had... one of my other songs that's my hometown that video kind of went viral quote unquote um in my hometown and the people who used to live in the town who are all across the country now got we got back in touch with each other and they just came over to our house like two weeks ago to come look around and and not everyone gets that not everyone gets that chance to go back to that house. And because we have this video, it's, it's, it's really cool to be able to do that.
0: Very, very special. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So let's dive a little deeper into where you're from and kind of your background. So you grew up in Stewartville Mm -hmm. down by Rochester, right?
1: Yep. Just Southeast Minnesota. Yep.
0: So how many people live there?
1: About 6,000 now, I would say it was probably about 5,400 when I graduated. I graduated about 120, 130 people, but you know, a lot of people think small town is relative and I've known people that grew up in 300 population towns in North Dakota. They wouldn't think 6,000 is small, but when you're just south of Rochester, that's it's a small town. And uh, I, I 2013 grad. Both my parents were teachers. They retired now, and I always thought I was going to be a teacher. I went through school. I got a a teacher scholarship because I was intention intended to be a teacher i'm still waiting on the second half of it when i start my student teaching that's uh part of the, the that scholarship but um but yeah i i have been singing my whole life and i only started playing guitar when i was 18 my senior year of high school because i was jealous of a friend of mine that <laughs> who was better looking than me he was in better shape uh he had better luck with the girls and he started playing guitar and i was like man that looks cool i can't no i can't let him have that too So about a month later, I picked up a guitar. He gave me his first, gave me my first lesson. I played guitar for my senior choir solo. I was in choir and band growing up and, uh, in kind of a way we went, I I joined, uh, I was a charter member of a bluegrass band, the root river crawdaddies, just with a bunch of neighbors and really talented neighbors. But it was just, we would rehearse on the front porch. We'd play in the Stuartville 4th of July celebration. We had floats in the parade. Um, and it was just so great. And it's actually the, uh. The girl who played fiddle in that band, her parents lived three three doors down from mine. She's still playing with me ten years later. We were we were the two that were kind of like let's let's try to do something a little bigger with this, and the other two are uh, or actually the other three are all working at the Mayo Clinic now. So who's to say who made the better decision? Um, but uh, it's been really really fun to keep playing with her, and uh, it's and kind of see where this has all gone in the last nine years, I guess.
0: Yeah, playing a few bigger stages than the 4th of July festival.
1: <laughs> just a handful, yes. And to be able to do that with some original music too is just insane. You know, there's there there are a lot of really really talented cover bands in town and we've done the cover band circuit as well, but now that we're starting to get onto some of these stages with my own original music, it's it, it's it's just really hard to wrap your head around, but it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's to to see the work that you've put in that not just me. I've had a lot of people um, on my team and on my side that I put a lot of time and effort in, and to see the product that we're coming up with is ju- it's just it's just so fun.
0: Yeah, it's so fun. So when you went to school for teaching, what were you going to be a teacher? So
1: of? I I lasted one week. Oh no, of school. <laughs> and I wasn't even. I was at a community college in Rochester, RCTC hashtag Roll Hive. Um, I it was in my first week, and I I just. I, I felt like I was only going to be a teacher because my parents were teachers. I, I, I felt like that was one of the only paths for me. And in my first week, I was like, no, no, can't do it. I'm going to change classes. I, did, I, I went into did mass com. I think I did. And then that program got dropped. Uh, and then I ended up just doing my liberal arts and sciences before I went to MSU Moorhead. But teaching wise, I was planning to be a high school social studies teacher. I wanted to coach. I wanted to do all that stuff. And, um, I think in personally, I may, I know I made the right call, but I would have loved to be a teacher, but also this was the route that I was supposed to go.
0: You can always go back and be a teacher. You can't always go back and chase your dream of being a musician.
1: It's a hundred percent true. Yes, absolutely.
0: That's awesome. So you, Moorhead, you said you lived there for a handful of years, right?
1: Yeah. So Fargo Moorhead, I was there for about six years, three years in school. Uh, at MSU Moorhead and then three years out of school. I was I'm, I was full-time at a job as a videographer in Fargo, and I actually still work there. I'm, I'm just part-time now because I moved to Nashville in October, and uh, they've been really, really great to work with. And in my first lunch with my boss, I was very clear. I said, you know, when I'm on your time, I'm on your time, but when I'm not on your time, everything is music. And they've been super great to work with, super flexible, and you don't get that very often when you're chasing dreams, something that's going to take you away hopefully, from that place that you're putting in time. Um, it's just, it, it's been it's been a really, really great marriage there.
0: That's great. Yeah, it's not too often you can sit down with your boss, even the first week, and say, hey, I'm not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get too attached.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, it, it's, it's been really, really fun, because like I said, I'm a, I'm a videographer as well, so I travel around the country, film a lot of ag stuff, spend a lot of time on farms. And for someone, even though he grew up in a small town, I grew up in a city. I was a city kid, and... You know, country is relative and to, but to hear stories and to talk to people who are living a little more country life than I am, and I'm not trying to pander, but to be able to hear stories and just kind of see perspective, I feel like I'm a more well well rounded person. I feel like my my viewpoints are I'm getting a little more fine tuned of what I truly believe because you know, as you grow up you don't you believe what your parents believe and then you and then you go to college and you know, you pick up a whole new thing and, and as you grow you kind of figure out who you are as a person, what you want to say, especially as, a, as an artist and a songwriter, what you want to say and who you are. Um, and being able to spend that time on the road, both for videography and for music, is it's just been so beneficial to figuring out who I am.
0: That's so cool. And, you know, I mean, you say country's relative and you say you're a city kid, but, I mean, you do have that smaller town experience. I mean, a town of 6,000 is still a pretty small town, and you hung out in Wadena. That's not a big town
1: right, right. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I think country music, you know, it gets a bad rap at times because a lot of people who don't like country music think it's just trucks and think it's just dirt roads and farms and in and and Texas or the South. And, you know, I, I see country music as storytelling. It's it's lost, just like with Wadena. It's friendship, it's family. And those are so many so many things that, that are relatable across so many different people. And that's why I love country music so much and why even though it's relative and even though I grew up in a small town, um, but in the city... I feel fully okay with where I am in country music because of all of those things. I'm I'm a journalist at by heart, or er, er, I'm a journalist uh, to my core, and and I've always loved telling stories. So the fact that I ended up in music, being able to tell those stories, it it really tracks. It's not it's not that surprising in the whole picture, but it's still just kind of crazy to think about that that's the way it went.
0: Yeah, it's not totally accidental.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: So you said you moved to Nashville last October. Mm-hmm. How did you decide to make that leap?
1: So I. I haven't taken a huge. I hadn't taken a huge shot at at that time of um, October of 21. I'd auditioned for American Idol a couple times. I'd auditioned for The Voice and didn't really get anywhere close. And I i only wanted to take a real shot if I felt like I was good enough. If I felt like I could compete. If I went to Nashville three years ago, I would have been blown out of the water. And like I said, I've only been at this for. You know six or seven years I've been playing guitar for nine there are people who have been were, were born for this and have have known that since they were 12 years old and so I wanted to make sure that I was good enough and by cutting my teeth driving around uh, northern Minnesota North Dakota South Dakota Iowa um, and Wisconsin I just I learned so much about myself and I and I uh, was able to improve and get better my songs got better and my voice got better my guitar playing got better and I ended up putting an album out i was working i don't want to say i was working on an album i took the nine best songs that i've written in the last in from 2020 the last three years and you know went with a studio in rochester and it was self-produced self all self-written and the album went to number five on the itunes country charts and i i i I don't still don't really know how it happened because it was released on a Friday the only album which is the day that all music gets put out and the only album that beat me on that day on iTunes was Coulter wall I believe it was and um that the, the only album that came out that day that beat me was Coulter wall and it was just it was so eye-opening and I've always known I've had great support in my family and in my friends and had great support in my hometown but Outside of that, I I just didn't know. And seeing those numbers and seeing that, you know, the on the first page of of uh, of all those albums, seeing that it was a very um, eye opening thing that I was like, okay, maybe I do need to take a shot. And uh, I had just signed a twelve month lease, like a month earlier, on my place in Moorhead, so I had a month or I had a year to figure out how I was going to do it. And okay. I, I kind of decided at that moment when the album came out, I was like, I, I need to go. I need to give it a shot. I'm going to regret it if I don't. And, but, I, but the fact that I had so much of a runway to, to figure it out, to figure out who I was going to live with, to figure out what I was going to do when I got there, to figure out how I was going to make money while I was there, um, it, it all worked out the way it was supposed to. And I'm really glad I had that lead time because I feel like I would be a, a lot less focused and a lot less, a lot more. Fish out of water down there. I feel really good about how how things are going down there.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing down in Nashville?
1: So because I still have my part time job, pays my bills, and and not getting rich, but everything's paid for. So down there, I don't. Even though Broadway is fun, even though Broadway is very touristy, I stay away from there. I think I've been there f- six or seven times since I moved there ten months ago. I only do original music down there. I write and I play songwriter rounds and network and connect. And even though Broadway is really, really fun, uh, especially for people coming to town that don't be, get to be there very often, I think musicians kind of get stuck there. Um, not because they're not good enough to get out, because it's, it can be really good money. Okay. So so when people are playing down there, you you pad your pocketbook really well if you're a good enough band. And I, I think it'd be fun to do that. But also my focus down there is to push my original music. And I've been playing covers up north, you know, for six or seven years and I have no problem playing covers. I still come up and do acoustic shows and we've done full band street dances and I've got no problem doing it up here, but down there when so many people are playing covers, my ticket, if I've got one is with my original music. And so it's really great. I've played the listening room down there. I've played an open mic at the bluebird. I've auditioned at the bluebird. Um, I played just anywhere they'll take me with, with, uh, Um, with original music and it feels like it's going well I feel like the songs that we're writing are better than they were when I moved there and it's fun to look back of where we were three years ago and what might happen in the next three years or the three years after that and so it's it's just been it's been great
0: that's so awesome I'm so happy that you're taking the approach of like I know what I'm good at I know what I'm capable of but I want to push myself to do more I want to do better I know what I want for my career Mm -hmm. and I'm going for it
1: yeah, and it's this weird mentality. My roommate, not the, my roommate's from Big Lake, Andrew uh, McFarlane, and he's my lead guitarist, and we've been you know playing together for a few years. And he just graduated from MSUM, and it was just a perfect marriage of, of timing and going down there. I said, "Where do you want to go?" He's like, "I kind of want to go to Nashville." I was like, "I kind of want to go to Nashville too." <laughs> so we moved together, and and we picked up another songwriter or singer-songwriter from uh, from Michigan to join us. But you know, we talk all the time about. So I've got this weird mentality that I've picked up that I've been using in job interviews. That I I I it's it's weird. So I don't know if you're the, a fan of How I Met Your Mother, but there's a character in the show who's actually the mother gets asked at some point in the show. Is said, "What do you want to do with your life?" And she goes, "I believe she said I want to end world hunger." And the guy goes, "Great. Now every decision that you make from here on out is in service of that." And I don't know why that random quote spoke to me, but I've quoted it in job interviews and I'm like three for three getting jobs with- with Hot tips. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, it it is so applied to, you know, big decisions, little decisions, keeping my job, original music is every decision that I make and I've been making for the past five or six years has been in service of where I want to be with my music. And, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a sidestep. As long as we're moving forward, but I feel like I'm just in such a great place, even though we're still a long ways away from where we want to be. I feel like I'm in such a great place because I've been making those decisions in service of that long goal. And it's been fun because some friends of mine have been starting to adopt that as well. And they ask my advice about something. I say, well, what do you want to do? Like, what's what's your end goal? How can your decision making end your or service your end goal? And it feels like other people are, are are you know benefiting from it as well. And I can't take credit for it because it's been it was how I met your mother but uh, it's just been something that I've been living by for a while and I think it's it's slowly starting to pay off.
0: I think that's something I need to adopt in my own life. It's great. Cuz I mean how many times are we asked like oh what do you want to do where do you want to be 10 years from now and mm-hmm. you just sit there and flounder and give a generic answer. Mm-hmm. But if you actually see something ahead and you can apply every decision you make and do the next right thing and get yourself one step closer to that, you're going to be so much better in the long run.
1: Yeah, and I think it it even though it's it's servicing something bigger. It kind of puts less pressure on you to where you want to be. I try not to put timelines on my goals. I try to, you know, just see where I want to be. And when I get an opportunity to take a step, if whatever's closer, I can take that step. And it, it it really puts the pressure on it or takes the pressure off of, you know, decision-making because as long as you're just making the decision for the end goal, it's, it's, it's not, it's not anything you can blame. You, you gave it your shot, uh, your best shot. and, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it feels like, you know, you're as long as you're, you're trying and 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 trying as hard as you can.
0: That's so great. So, most recently, uh, you came back up to Minnesota from Nashville, mm-hmm. and you played We
1: Yeah. So I was a company hired me to play a VIP marketing event uh, behind the stage, and it was. Oh, I've been to WeFest as a fan two or three three times. It's a little foggy, um, but, <laughs> as it should be. Right, right. Uh, but I I've been to Weavis a few times, and only once have I been there uh, as a fan when I was pursuing music. I went in 2013 and 2014. At that time, I was still learning how to play chords on the guitar, and you know, like I said, I've been singing my whole life, so it was always like, you know, it'd be great to be on that stage in 2013 and 2014. I was thinking that, but in 2019. I was thinking like, okay, what do I got to do to, to be at this level, to get there? And so this year, to be able to have my guitar and have business there is was really, really great. And then I also got a chance, uh, I work with a group called American Heroes Outdoors, which is a nonprofit up in the upper Midwest that uh, takes veterans, uh, first responders, police officers, and firefighters, gets them in the outdoors hunting and fishing. And they were in charge of Military Appreciation Night, which was Thursday. And a few months ago, I was already booked for this for this uh, VIP marketing event. But uh, the guy I work with, uh, he gave me a call when I was driving back to Nashville from another trip. And he said, Aaron, is there any chance that you would want to sing the anthem at WeFest? Like, there's no way that you're going to be there. I kind of figured like you're not going to be there, but you you deserve a call. And I was like, Wes, I'm actually going to be like 40 feet from the stage. So, yeah. So I'm going to do it. And I called him, like, two or three times between then and WeFest. I'm like, so this is, like, a real thing, right? This is, like, this is happening. He's like, this is absolutely happening. And so I got to sing the, the anthem on Military Appreciation Night with representatives from all branches of military out on the catwalk. And it was just phenomenal. So to 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 have business there with my guitar playing backstage was phenomenal. But to be to, – to not get kicked off of the main stage when I was <laughs> on the stage, it – oh, my gosh, it – it just got I got I got another bug it's like okay now how do I get back here how do I get back here with my own music and uh, it was just it was so fun I've thought of the same thing about you know a friend of mine uh, has a writing room on music row in Nashville and to be able to write there where all the big names are all the big companies are to be able to walk around and have your guitar and to have business there it's just it's just such an insane feeling when you think about where things have Ben and where you started and It's also fun when because I kind Of look like Luke Combs I'm aware Of that that I'm a bigger guy red Beard and with sunglasses on The tour bus is walking by there are People like they're Doing double or triple takes. And I would. (laughs) Bachelorette
0: parties are going nuts. Exactly. And I would. (laughs) It's.
1: And I'm not trying to be Luke Combs, especially when I'm like, when I'm down there, I'm trying to be my own person. But we would walk out of the room to, to go right down Music Row to go get lunch or something. And you'd see people taking a tour or, or these buses. And I'm like, Brian, do you, do you think these guys think we're someone? And he's like, absolutely. They think we're someone and we're not. But, um, but to have business there on Music Row and then to have business at WeFest, it's just. It's so cool. It's so cool to think about, like I said, where I've been, where we started, and kind of what can happen from here.
0: So those little pinch me moments, like, wait, am I dreaming or is this actually real?
1: Yeah. It, especially like, you know, I it, those kind of the pinch me moments or the blackout moments. There's been a couple times where it's like, how did that go? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I blacked out. Like, I remember the first note. I remember the last note. And I felt the same way when I auditioned at the Bluebird um down in Nashville, which is just this. I, it, it's For people that don't know, like the Bluebird is the top-tier place you want to play as a songwriter. It was featured in the show Nashville. Um that kind of popularized it a little bit in the in the pop culture. But you know, I I auditioned there on a Sunday morning. I got to sing one minute of a song. That's how the audition process works. And you got a verse and a chorus, and someone asked me how it went after. I was like, I remember starting. And I remember hitting the note at the end. I, I have no idea how the rest of it went.
0: Well, at least you didn't pass out. You well, walked off the stage true, yourself. True,
1: 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's just been so many, like, little moments um, that seem big or or however. But like you said, the pinch me moments, it's just, it, it's been so fun. And um, with the support system that I have in my hometown and that i have now finding in Wadena, too. My parents are Wadena grads, too. So my dad was 81. My mom. My dad was 79. My mom was 81. And you know the the messages that I've gotten from classmates of theirs, or their siblings, or people that have grandparents in Wadena, I've now got this super strong support system in Wadena that I think was already there in some port, some part, in some part, but I didn't really know that that it was this strong, and um, it, it's just been it's just been so cool. Just so many, so many, like this last two days has been has been pinch me moments um, with. With the video going on TikTok and stuff being happening on the radio right after we fest like it's just been fun and then i got my first outside songwriter cut on friday the same friend of mine that i write with he released a song that uh, that i wrote with him and it was the first time any song had been released that i didn't release myself so that was another thing that just it, it's just been it's just been crazy it's not every week is like this maybe this is why i started vlogging on youtube this week because i'm trying <laughs> trying to showcase what it's like and even The rest of the weeks are going to be just super boring, but
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. I think, I think you got that boulder up the Hill and now you're just pushing it down and letting it roll and gaining all this momentum.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's, it's, you know, like pursuing anything. It there's, there are hard moments. There are low moments. And I've had my fair share of lower moments in, in this pursuit of whether or not I want to do this. And I have, I've, um, you know left personal relationships because uh, a pursuit of this thing coming back to the pursuit of the end goal of what i want to do and being really clear about this it, it, it's i've had some really really low moments i started seeing a mental health counselor um just to try to deal with all this to make sure that this is really what i want to do and you know every pursuit it's got the it's got the hills and it's got the valleys and this for sure feels like a hill there's no denying that um, but knowing that it came out of a valley is really cool.
0: Yeah. I love that you're open about, uh, seeing someone about your mental health. Cause that's so important. And it, I feel like people can be ashamed about like being in a rough spot, but the fact that you're willing to be open and honest, like, yeah, I need help. I want to make sure that I'm on the right path.
1: Yeah. It's and, important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think overall the, the, with the stigma, everyone knows about the stigma of mental, even though everyone knows there still is a stigma about mental health. But I think even in, in men, too, it's just something that isn't talked about enough with guys. It's about, you know, everyone says man up and do all these things. And and I've heard that, you know, different times in my life. And, and that's kind of how I always felt. And, um, you know, I haven't been, I know I haven't been the best partner with people, for people with mental health. And that was before I had my own issues. And, you know, it's just, you know, you walk around with a cast and everyone knows that something's going on. But when it's your mind, it's, it's kind of harder to, to one, to wrap your head around if it's not happening to you. And you know, it's harder to have sympathy for someone if it's not you. Cause you just, you just can't see it. Right. It's, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. And, um, it's just, I've had, um, I've already had, I mean, like I said, I have a, I'm a class of 2013. Um, and I've already had, and like I said, 120, 130, I think I've already had three or four of my classmates, um, who have already, um, succumb to, to their mental health. Uh, And, and that's already, that's three or four too many. And um, it's something that, you know, people always talk about figure out who you are as a person, who you are as an artist, who you are as a songwriter. And I think those could be three different pursuits, but you know, if you're trying to be as authentic as possible, it's all just one. And one of the things that, that I really, really am trying to stand for and be open about is you know, my struggles with mental health and how, um, how I've had those valleys and I've had the valleys with my career and I've had the valleys just personally. And, um, it's, it's just something that's just so much more common than I think people know. And it's, it's, um, I'm proud to be able to, to be in a place and have a platform that I can talk about it because, um, I I think just not enough people do.
0: Amen. High five on that, man. Heck yeah! Proud of you. You're doing great.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, 24 hour friend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I mentioned, this is very fresh friendships. So mm-hmm. We're like diving deep right away. That's right. That's right. But I'm so glad this is happening, and I'm so happy for th- just the success you've seen on TikTok. Uh, you were telling me that you're part of the Creator Fund, and you left, and now you're back. It's you've had quite the ride on TikTok.
1: Yeah. It, it's. It. You know, I joined TikTok like most people did. Early parts of the pandemic, I saw I saw people go viral with their songs. And I was this right when I was putting the album out and I I saw people going viral with their their songs. And I was like, this is going to happen to me. This is this is this is two years ago. But this is going to happen to me. And I posted a couple things. Nothing. And I don't want to say I gave up, but I I didn't think that the music aspect of TikTok was going to be a route for me. And I just kind of kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, did a couple dances that were simple enough that I could do. And, um, but one of the things about me is if there's something to be done, I do it 110%. And sometimes like in high school gym class, that would mean someone got hit in the face with a dodgeball. I just, I just, I, I just go at things 110%. And so when I did some dances on TikTok, I was just just so in it. And people resonated with it, so I got a little bit of traction. But then, you kind of mentioned off the air that the only time you go viral or your, your videos get any traction, it's about farming and it's and about cornfields. It's been cornfields. I can
0: only go viral for cornfields. It's always around the Fourth of July when I do something about knee high by Fourth of July for whatever reason, hundreds uh-huh. of thousands of views. Anything else? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I I really thought that that it was just going to be dancing and it was going to be what it was. And then I was starting to run out of dances that I knew how to do. So I was, I was really trying to pivot and get into music. So I would do some covers. I would do sing some originals and just nothing. But then the beginning of 2021, it was kind of a new year's resolution that I said, I'm going to post a TikTok once a day, but I need something repeatable that I can do every single day that people could hopefully come back to it's short. It's whatever. I started singing the first song I hear on the radio and I would turn the radio on, um, get in the car, and when it went to commercial break or whatever, I would just start the video, and then hopefully time it out right and sing the song. And I think day seven was the first video that really took off. It probably 140,000 views. It was Shania Twain, a man I feel like a woman, and I was so excited, I forgot the words.
0: Oh no! Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And so, (laughs) so, And I think that's part of the reason why it took off because all these mad people in the in the in the comments were like, "Don't
0: upset the Shania stands." I know know, for real.
1: (laughs) And but that was kind of the start of it. And then I think I got to day, I did like seventy days in a row. I think I did. And then I think I totally got to, you know, eighty or a hundred days. And then I got busy last summer. So I'm trying to come back to it now and be post one, two times a day. I'm trying to sing more stuff on the radio. Got Sirius XM, so I have a, a a finite I listen to Y2 Country on Sirius XM because I know wherever I'm gonna be, it's the same pool of songs. Yes. That I can that I'm like, okay, and all these songs have been out for ten years. So I'm not gonna get some new song that I'm not gonna know the words to. And uh so it's it's just been really fun. Um and then also this is kind of like my fun party uh Tri- not, it's not a trick but this is my little fun fact shania twain follows i think it's it's in the double digits but i last i checked it was like 34 35 people on tiktok and she follows me <gasps> no I, I i swear and i am so terrified because i think i would be more bummed than i was excited if she unfollows me on tiktok so I'm like so nervous with my content at times. Like I won't post. Got to impress I, Shania. Right, exactly, I, and I and <laughs> yes, and, and she's gonna say that don't impress me much, and then she's gonna kick me off. No, but um, but yeah, it, it's just weird because it's like 34 verified accounts, and then Aaron Simmons music. Oh my and gosh! So she joined TikTok after that, the the TikTok of me singing Shanaya, kind of singing Shanaya, and. Like, I don't know how it happened. And she followed me first. Like, I don't... Like, no I, way. I woke up on a Sunday morning. She she had the verified check mark, but she only had like four... She hadn't posted yet. And she had like 400 some followers. And I was at my parents' cabin. I was like, Dad! Should I... I think Shania Twain followed me on, on TikTok. No way. And I go over and we're looking at it and I'm sending it to some friends of mine and I'm like, I think this is legit. And then she started posting and... Sure enough, it's it's her account. And I, I it still just blows me away that it happened. And I, I, I can I can figure out how it happened, because when you join TikTok, if someone like Shania Twain, she probably searched hashtag Shania Twain and my video was in the top 12. Right. But still, not all the 12 got followed and it, it, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm really hoping that I can meet her someday um I could probably I could slide in her DMs. i was going to say you know
0: you can message her and she's going to see it. I
1: know. And I'm See that that's where I told a line of like is she going to think I'm annoying? So I'm I'm just waiting to see I'm going to give her like a like a hopefully if I get to meet her at some point that's my that's my icebreaker. Yeah. It's like, "Hey, you don't really know me, but you follow me on TikTok. So you want can we get a picture?" Or something yes. like that. But, um, want to
0: collab? Let's write a song <laughs> together.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I can wear a cheetah print. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, um, yeah. So that, that, the whole TikTok thing has just been, been so fun. And I've seen, you know, musicians I and mean, other, other people than musicians, but just for, for my own niche, it's, it's like I've seen other musicians, their lives have been changed because of TikTok and, and the community. And I've, you know, I, I've, I really feel like I, I'm kind of, Know, getting this this really strong and passionate you know little family little community I don't want to even call it a fan base and I, I get kind of weirded out when people say that they're my friends and things like that um, all my friends are following me but it really does feel like a community that that we're building and I try to go live quite a bit and 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 talk to people and and really just feel like people are invested in this and, and can help build this up I've got people in Ohio. I've got people in Washington. I've got people in Texas that are just, they'll comment on everything and they're not, not not even in a, a weird way. They're just, they're just so about this community and building it up to wherever, wherever it ends up. And it's been, it's been so fun. I've never had any success like that on any social media. And I've got really strong communities on Facebook and Instagram, but the numbers on tiktok it's just, it's, it's crazy. And, um, I've been getting, especially with Wadena, like I said, it's probably over 200,000 views now because it was at like 198 when I got here. And the messages that I've gotten from people about the song, um, I've gotten 1,000 new streams on Spotify in the last 24 hours, which is which is crazy. It had 500 at the beginning of all this. And um, just hearing about people's grandparents, a guy messaged me today and he said, you don't know me, I don't know you, But you showed up on my for you. Grandma died in April. My grandpa died today. And he said, your song has been on repeat and it has been truly touching our family. And uh, it will never it will never be for for granted. I'll never take it for granted how special it is to be able to share such a personal side of me um, and be able to put that through music because the the messages I've gotten and that's like, that's probably been the most like gut wrenching one, but I've gotten so many about, you know, someone messaged me and said that their grant, their parents lived in Wadena and mom died in 2011. Dad died in 2015. And I remember sitting in the airport in Minneapolis about to fly away with nobody else in Wadena and said that I'll probably never come back and, or I might not come back. And it's, And they said that your song has done something for me and to 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 those things and it's just it it just it's such a like you don't do it for that but you you do like like that's why i don't write the songs for that but it's the reason i share them is because i have felt connected to different songs from different artists throughout my life and i'm sure you have as well and to be able to be have that song that people can connect with and can help heal or or laugh or do whatever that's gonna pull them out of whatever they're going through it's it's just such a privilege and I I do not for one second take it for granted
0: it's what you created with that song it's so incredibly special because I mean who hasn't felt the loss of be it a parent a grandparent in their life and then they're just gone and mm-hmm. it's a place you never go back to like, I'm probably going to start crying here talking about it. (laughs) But when I first listened to your song, so I lost my grandma when I was in sixth grade and my grandpa, gosh, this was years ago and I'm still welling up. (laughs) But um, he died when, right after my senior year of high school. And I remember like when I listened to your song, I just remember standing in their house, cleaning out all their stuff with all my cousins. And I'm like, we were all together. Thank goodness. i have a very close knit family, but it's like, I remember what it's like going through all those memories mm-hmm. and it's just so incredibly special what you created. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for sharing it. And thank you for letting me cry in front of you for <laughs> only knowing each other for 24 hours.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's, I mean, that's just the beautiful thing about, about, you know, music in general, but I mean, art in general is the ability to, 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 even though things are different to be able to, you know, bring you through these experiences and bring you back and, You know, the thing about Wadena uh, with the song Nobody's Home in Wadena, I always just call it Wadena. Um, But the thing about that song is, you know, even though the grandparents, your grandparents may not have been 84 years old. The grandparents or your grandpa maybe not um, had hearing problems, vision problems. (laughs) And even though he still would try to find his way to the casino when he could, um, you know, it's it's just such it's just the grandparent relationship is is I think one of the most special, the grandparent grandkid relationship is just one of the most special because it's like your parents that don't get mad at you.
0: Exactly. And,
1: <laughs> and it's so unconditional and, um, and it, it's just such a blessing. And and you know, I um, my mom's parents are also live also live in Wadena and they're both still around. So I try to, whenever I can try to see them, and I actually saw him this morning, I saw him yesterday and because I mean, now that I live in Nashville, I try to every time I come to town, I, I, and, it's this, and it's the same thing. And it's, it, it, it's just, especially now that the song is out, and I'm a little older now. And I, I don't think in 2016, when I lived in Wadena, and we had those great experiences with my grandpa and with my step grandma, I don't really fully think that I grasped how important it was, or how, you know, consequential it would be in my life. And now that, like I said, I'm a little older, I'm a little more experienced in in life, and um, and now that I've seen what the song has done for me and for other people, like there's not a second that I don't I, I don't cherish the time with, with my with my grandparents because they're the only two I got left, and um, and I just I, I will go see them every time that I can, and it's and I've I and I know. I do it for two reasons one because like I love it I love going to see them and um, but for the second reason is I I do it because I know that that they love when people that they love come around it's just like anyone when you when you see people that you care about and when we say that grand the grandparent grandkid relationship is unconditional like there's no one that they no grandkid that they don't want to see and when people come around They just love it. And I know how much it meant to my grandpa and Martha when I used to, when I would go over there all the time and when I would call them. And, and like I said, I don't think I felt the full gravity of that when I lived there. Um, And maybe even before they before he died, I don't, I don't know if I ever fully grasped that, but it's not something that I will ever forget. And that's um, living now.
0: Yeah. I actually so I just got to talk to my grandparents today at noon. It's my mm-hmm. birthday. So my grandma called oh, me. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so my grandma called me and while she called me, I was actually on the phone with my mom, who's calling me to wish me happy birthday. But while I was on the phone with my mom, my grandma actually left me a voicemail and my grandpa's like yelling in the background, Happy Birthday. And like so I'd save that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna treasure this forever. hundred percent. Then I'd hang up with my mom and call them and talk to them for half an hour. But mm-hmm. yeah. It's still very special.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. It's it, it's it's just that relationship is just so—it's so good, and it's so special, and and it's—it's it's really tough too, because, you know, I mean, my grandpa said, just yesterday, he said, "Father time waits for no one," and yeah, it's to be able to cherish these things, um, is so great, and but it's really tough in the sense of a grandkid is because, odds are. Like at a fairly young age, you're going to see your grandparents go and you're they're not going to be around for for a large part of your life, even though the impact that they're going to make is just going to be felt forever. And I think that's tough to to put on people. I mean, there's no nothing we can do about it, but it's just really, really tough for young kids to go through that. And and um, even though, you know, we're young, we're we're not young, but we're young adults and um, we're still young. And um, to be able to to have to go through that is is. It's tougher, but I think that's what makes it so special too is because that time is so short.
0: I couldn't agree more. Well, that kind of brings us full circle to where we started with <clears throat> mm-hmm. Nobody's Home Wadina. I just want to say thank you so much for carving out some time to hang out with me today.
1: Absolutely. This was this was so fun. And I think even though we've been 24-hour friends, I kind of feel like we're going to be friends past 24 hours. This was I awesome. really hope so. <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you for having me. For yeah, real.
0: thank you so much. Where can people find you online?
1: Uh uh, all social medias at Aaron Simmons music. There are two A's in Aaron, two M's in Simmons. And when I'm at my shows, I like to say there are two non-successive S's as well. And, um, so Aaron Simmons music everywhere. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, my website, aaronsimmonsmusic.com. You can find it on Facebook and then searching my, my music, wherever you listen to music, whether or that's, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Apple music, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere, just search Aaron Simmons. You'll find whatever you need. I've got, I think three or, excuse me. I think I got three or four music videos out there. Um, you can find Wadena. I've got a lyric video in case you know you don't catch all the words. It's got a lyric video, and um, just if if you like the song, send me a message. If 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 you uh, um, like any of my stuff, just let me know because this is it, it's such a gift to be able to do this and to share um, different pieces of me through music, and it means the world to me when people can connect with it. Like so many people have been connecting with Wadena in the last month and really the last week in 24 hours. um, It's just been so great.
0: I'm so excited to see where it goes from here. I
1: appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Small Town Tourist podcast. I'm your host, Abby Minky Graves. Our theme song is That's My Hometown by Aaron Simmons. You can find him online, aaronsimmonsmusic.com and wherever you stream music. Be sure to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com and follow on Instagram at thesmalltowntourist.